attach two straps L to the guardrail E by inserting screw K through the grommet hole and into a starter hole on the inside of the guardrail. See figure two. Repeat the step for the second guardrail. Insert guardrails into the guardrail slots in top ends and snap straps to the snaps on both ends. These are the last couple of instructions for assembling a flat pack bunk bed. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be speaking about dating. <laughs> Teaching in church uh, on relationships can often feel like being given only the final couple of instructions um, for fixing things together to make a flat pack piece of furniture. We're told about marriage, we're told to hold it up in high esteem, but we're not told the first eight instructions on how to get there. There is plenty of teaching on marriage, but very little on premarital relationships, leaving us wondering what they should be like and how we should approach them. One reason we don't often hear preaching on dating is that the Bible just doesn't say anything about it. So instead, to make dating decisions, we pray and hope to hear something, or end up just doing what feels right, and hope that along the way, God will somehow make it work. In recent years, there have been voices calling for Christians to avoid any relationship which isn't destined to end in marriage, we've been told to kiss dating goodbye. We're afraid to go on dates with people unless we know immediately that marriage is a possibility. This puts a huge strain on the relationships between men and women, guys and girls in churches. Our desire to avoid the casual, meaningless relationships that we see in the world has created a lack of freeness between girls and guys in churches and a lack of freeness to cultivate friendships between us. Intergender chit-chat can be assumed by those looking upon it as, oh, well, they're obviously just talking about getting married. <laughs> this is pretty dangerous stuff. If the church isn't teaching us how we should date, then where are we finding out how we should date? We're looking at the world, we're looking at films, uh, film heroes, uh, people in the media and people around us, our friends. And whether we're aware of it or not, we're just products of the society, often, in which we live. We're sucked into the world's way of thinking. We buy into the Hollywood fairy tale of apocalyptic romance. We become selfish consumers of love. This is a huge topic, um, and I'd really recommend this book, which is called The Dating Dilemma, and it's published by IVP, so you know it's going to be pretty evangelical. <laughs> if you're thinking about dating or whatever. <laughs> so, if you're not in a relationship, which, isn't, which is you know, quite a few of you guys, um, what should you be thinking about in relation to dating? I'm not going to cover like, dating, because I don't have any advice on dating, but I have advice about if you're single and you're looking to date, like, what should you be looking at for? In dating, it's easy to lose perspective and to elevate someone to a position um, above and beyond Christ in our lives. Our expectations for a relationship are often ridiculously high. We put, to uh, put all our hope in, in a relationship to give us a sense of identity, to relieve our boredom, emptiness or loneliness, to complete us, to enable us to value ourselves or to sort out any problems we have with fear or with pain. We can enter dating with such unrealistic expectations that our future spouse does not stand a chance of living up to them. 
We need to date from a position of strength, and we need to be making our expectations more realistic. X Factor winner James Arthur has had recent success with the song You're Nobody Till Somebody Loves You. And the fact that this got to number two in the charts shows how much people believe this to be true. But as Christians, we know that that is complete rubbish. Dating shouldn't look like two halves coming together to make a whole. It should look like two whole people coming together to make a complete whole. And as a single person, you're not waiting for your life to begin, which is what so many of us think will happen. God's plan for your life is not dependent on you finding somebody to love. We often idolise relationships and put life on hold until we find one. God is far more interested in who we are and who we are becoming. We need to be working on who we are becoming, whether you're in a relationship or not. This will provide a much deeper sense of satisfaction than allowing dating to give us our sense of purpose. In his book, Counterfeit Gods, which is an amazing book as well, Tim Keller points out that we turn love into an idol in our lives. He finishes the chapter, Love is Not All You Need, with the following. Who can I turn to who is so beautiful that he will enable me to escape all counterfeit gods? There is only one answer to this question. As the poet George Herbert wrote, looking at Jesus on the cross, Thou art my loveliness, my life, my light, beauty alone to me. Developing our lives as single people doesn't mean that we see ourselves as waiting on the shelf, but we should be living out God's mission in our lives. This will ultimately make us stronger if and when we date. I really dreaded about speaking to the, about this, and I spent all of yesterday trying to convince myself that I didn't need to speak on this, but I felt I was chickening out if I didn't. Um, so if people couldn't act weird around me from now on, that would be great. <laughs> So, um, maybe just for a minute or two, um, before it gets really awkward, in your tables, could you discuss what you think of what, you think of what I've said, or maybe if, you, if, you're, if you've been married for 74 years, you can maybe think back to when you were dating and share some of your wise experience with everyone else. Um, or just think about what the purpose of dating, uh, what you think the purpose of dating is. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah.